No, I'm just trying to make sure I don't like jerk it out of you know. I don't jerk it. (laughs) There we go. I just had to loosen up the cord. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I need to figure this fucking hold on setup. (laughs) Okay, cool. Just try not to fucking go crazy. Flail around three three beers deep, and I'm like in a war story. Next thing I'm like choking myself (laughs) with the fucking XLR. (laughs) Right? What happened? That's a good transition into uh, welcoming. (laughs) Welcome to the Mind Meld Podcast with Dave Perry. I am Dave Perry. This is the Mind Meld Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, today, we have friend of the show with the gift of gab, Mr. Ryan. Thank you for being here. Hey, man. I'm just a life path number three kind of guy. Yeah. So the, the, <laughs> the two main things I want to talk about today is one, numerology, which okay. you just referenced, which which you just brought to my attention on, on Monday of this week, Yeah. which is uh, some interesting fertile ground for some lighthearted conversation. And then I would also like to talk about Afghanistan. Uh, it's a very, it is, this is the first week of September, 2021. Obviously a lot of pivotal shit has been happening around that and kind of just want to walk through basically it's just like, I want to parallel your experience with Afghanistan with basically the last two years of what's happened there and just kind of get your feelings about what's happened in like the last 30 days. But sure. before we get to that, give the listeners an elevator pitch on what the fuck is numerology. Oh God. Yeah. I'll give you, okay. Try, try to keep it condensed. Whew. Even okay. just as a fun challenge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's probably the best way I could, you could probably phrase it was. Yeah. So to, to, to preface this next 30 seconds of rambling, uh, I have been having issues trying to sleep at night and typically I will, smoke the devil's lettuce to help me jazz cabbage jazz cabbage uh but <laughs> i have to i have to refrain from you know that to pass a drug test for a potential you know upcoming job which you know what if that's what requires to get the job i will put forth the effort and also you know taking a break is is a good thing uh, my dreams have come back i have to tell you a really fucking weird dream whoo i i have these insane dreams <sighs> i have vivid dreams every single night and I started to notice the trend that this happened with like people I was dating or my friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up looking up the research on it that like THC is absolutely like a dream suppressant. Yeah. So, so I'm happy that welcome back to dream. Hey, we're back. Uh, (laughs) But long story short, I kind of hit a little rut of insomnia a couple nights ago and found myself on a deep dive on Twitter, found this hashtag GG 33, 33 is a mastery number. If you are into numerology, you're really going to dig the shit out of what I'm getting ready to say. If you're not, have an open mind. I think that is very pivotal uh, in, in today's world uh, that you not only consume information, but you also don't look at it as like a, a black and a white. You know, like there, there is gray area. Life is not binary. Right. So I turn, turns out I am a life path number three. According to the numero- numerology chart, there's one through nine. Then there is 11, 12, and 33. 11, 12, I'm sorry, 11, 22, and 33. Those are all mastery numbers. Okay. If you end up with a mastery number, you're going to fucking crush it in life, <laughs> according to numerology. Okay. And that's great, you know? like, But the fact that I'm a life path three, I live my life basically to serve others. Before you get there, can you just explain the 
formula of like how does oh, okay. numerology work? So the way, okay, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Not how it works, but like explain that math that you kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. So the way that you arrive at your life path number is you take your birth date. So the day, the month, and the year individually, and you add them together to arrive at single digits. Now I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give out my birthday, but we'll, we'll just let's do mine. I'm 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 November sixteenth, nineteen eighty three. Okay, so November sixteenth. So that's an eleven. So one plus one two. is two. Mm-hmm. So that's your first number. Yep. What was the second one? Sixteen. So that's seven. seven. Okay. And then the nineteen eighty three. Eighty three. So you're a you're a three. Mm-hmm. That nineteen. So one plus nine plus eight plus three is twenty one. Yes. <laughs> so okay. I feel like I feel like I'm back in my bed at four <laughs> o'clock. Like, give me a pencil and paper. Uh, okay. So we got two, seven, seven. and th- three. You know, fuck, I don't want to fuck this well, up. Why is eight and three, three? Sorry, sorry, because you have to arrive at a single digit. So it starts over at, after nine, you go back to one? So, yeah, uh, 1983. So one so two. plus nine plus eight plus three is 21. Then you take 21, two plus one is three. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so now your numbers was two, because you're, you're in a, a November, so yep. one plus one is two. Yep. The second one was seven. Seven. So two plus seven is nine, mm-hmm. and then plus three is. But wait, it's so, but it's eight. If you do eight plus three and you start over after nine, wouldn't it be so eight plus three equals nine one two? No, you go to ten. Oh, you go to ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. So then, wouldn't it be do one? Do you see how confused we already but then, are? But then, wouldn't it be one? So eight, <laughs> nine, ten, one. I tried that. I I also thought about that because ten is one plus zero is one. It, it, you know what? And I could be wrong. No, but aren't you just doing eight plus three equals is, is eleven? Equals eleven. Correct. So then one plus one is two. Oh, so you take okay, gotcha. Okay. See how see how. Imagine being me. Gotcha. I understand. Dead ass tired at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> okay. Okay. So two seven two. Okay. So two nine eleven. So one plus one is two. Mm. So you'd be a two. Mm. Life path two. Okay. I'm a life path three. Okay. According to numerology, okay. and I'm a creative. My I exist in the realm of creativity and and center of atten- not center of attention, but I like the center of attention. Um, I have so many. Uh, according to numerology, I'm very creative. I have a lot of ideas, but I have a problem with finishing those ideas. Sure, which is I can't even begin to tell you how accurate that is. Sure. Do you know how long I've been trying to build a bird a birdhouse <laughs> from start to finish? Four days. Uh, I realized that the screws that I had were too long. They kept shattering the wood, even when I drilled pilot holes. And just, I, I didn't have the proper tooling. Sure. But I got it done. And I got to say, the birdhouse I built, I'm going to send you a picture of it. It's fucking tits. Pretty rad. It's a oh, penthouse man. for birds. Oh, man. It's going to be great. It's going to have a skylight. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. But It's got a little Pablo Escobar escape <laughs> trap out the bottom in case, like, the bird well, the, feds come in. So, yeah. so, like, the cool thing is with birdhouses, you have to have, like, an open thing to clean it out and, sure. and whatnot. Yep. And I was trying to figure out how to do that. Yep. And so, long story short, I'm actually glued everything together because I worked part-time at my buddy's brand-new uh, wood shop. Uh, shout out Architectural Millwork in Taylor, Hutto, somewhere there. Okay. Um, but he told me, he was like, dude, the green wood glue is stronger than nails and oh, like shit. it's, it's nuts how like the chemical makeup that makes this thing as strong as it is. Yeah. So I just glued everything together and I was putting the top on. I was like, Oh man, there it is. 
and now the top has. I'll show it to you. This is this. <laughs> it's a fucking birdhouse, man. But you did finish it. I did finish it, okay. and I feel I feel so elated that I completed something. Sure. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, I still have all this random wood laying around because I build acoustic panels. Yep. Um, and so the wood that I get is six foot long, and I really need five foot boards based off the stuff that I build. So I have this excess, and blah blah mm. blah blah blah. So me not wanting to waste anything, I'm just like, how can I repurpose this wood? Yeah. Birdhouses. Sure. Or planters, yeah. you know? So that's that's kind of where my head's at. But again, sure. I have all these projects, and I mean, you know, with the podcast that I do, uh, it, it, it's, it's, I mean, I have a list of things that need, that I want to do, different yeah. segments. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I'm going to do gentervention, an intervention about gent, <laughs> you know? Gentervention. The history of, how did it get so popular? Sure. You know, and it's just so just just so just finding out that there's this thing out there that exists that so accurately describes who I am mm-hmm. and that I am who I am without even knowing about that. So I'm I completely agree with you in terms of the importance of keeping an open mind. Mm-hmm. I almost anything I can think of, even shit that I firmly don't believe in, like religion or QAnon or something. Mm-hmm. Those are not things that I just flat out said, like, that sounds fucking stupid. Pass. Cancel. Um, where my mind goes when you're talking about that is <laughs> is guilty astrology. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had where someone's like, I am such a Leo. And let me oh, tell you wait, why. Uh, for those listening, I'm showing Dave. <laughs> there it is. My my Leo symbol. I got this tattoo. It says established in 83. It, it's in a somewhat precarious location. It's, you want to know the reason I got that? I do. I, do. I got this when I was more in shape. Uh-huh. Not that I'm a fat bitch right now, <laughs> but I have actively been working on that. I've, I've noticed. I run my ass you off. You do run your ass off. So good. It's actually, man, I had the best run the other day. <laughs> Fuck. It was like, it was just one of those like, yeah. You know when you're writing a riff? Yeah. You're like, this is it. Yep. You hit that That was flow, me. That was me. State. I hit that flow state awesome. 100%. So why did you get your so my, front tramp stamp? My there? front tramp stamp. I also have a back tramp stamp. I, have a, <laughs> yes. I got a lower back tat. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it actually says U.S. Marine, so Uncle. Okay. This kind of feeds into where we're yeah. going. Yeah. So when I was in my mid-20s, uh, this, this Leo tattoo that I have, I literally got it so that I could show it off mm-hmm. while with my shirt off. Sure. That was that. That is the every tattoo has a story. That's the story. <laughs> That's the story. I had fairly. I had. I had fairly. Uh. Uh. uh a good six pack. You mm-hmm. know, they weren't like body bodybuilder status. I wasn't down to like two percent body fat. But do you know what? Just real quick side note. This sure. is a really important piece of information. Sure. In the in the in the gay community, what like really chiseled, incredibly well defined uh, abs that you can like put quarters between. Sure. You, you know what those are called? Mm-hmm. Cum gutters. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Continue. So you, uh, did, you didn't you didn't have cum gutters, but well, you had. I'm gonna have to process that. <laughs> man, that's interesting. I mean, I can see it. Sure, I can I can visualize that. Yeah, I've seen enough porn. Just running through the just the ravines. Oh, what am I gonna do with that information? <laughs> Push it deep down. <laughs> just suppress. Just suppress. <laughs> I am heterosexual. Uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, well, uh, thank you for that. Dude. You're welcome. You're um, welcome. So, so you, no, <laughs> I I I probably had not come gutters. Mm. Um, pretty close though. Yeah, pretty close though. Yeah. And like I said, I just I I was in that state of mind where I felt I had so much vanity because 
when I was growing up in central North Carolina, like that, the 20 year old me, I would have never known. I would have never thought that would have been me when I was like, you know, in high school. Yeah, for sure. Cause I wasn't a jock. I wasn't a nerd. I wasn't a this or that. I I was just kind of like, you know what I am now, just a kind of a social butterfly and I fit in where I get in and whatever. But you were in the Marines at that point, right? At 20? Uh, at tw- yeah, I joined when I was 17, yeah. got out at 23. Uh, so this is, this is 24, 25 okay. when I got this tattoo. Because okay. I was overseas in Iraq first and came home and you know, I got tattoos from Chicago, from North Carolina. Like, wherever I go, I get a tattoo. And you were, you were in Iraq. I'm trying to blend these things together. Sure, sure, but, sure. but you were in Iraq from mm-hmm. 17. So when I joined the Marine Corps at 17, uh, 9-11 had not happened yet. I literally joined... July 6th, 2001. Yeah. Months, just months before this shit popped off. Yeah. And I remember I was at the rifle range week eight, uh, and they pulled us all together. They're like, today, America was attacked. Yeah. I didn't see the Twin Towers fall for at least a year. Yeah. It was nuts. I remember you telling me that, and that's something I definitely want to dive into later as we talk about how vets are feeling about the end of Afghanistan and kind of how Iraq and Afghanistan got connected oh yeah but we'll get there in a second so so you're over there when you're 17 9 11 happens you you go over you came back when you're 22 21? so i deployed twice okay i was in the battle for baghdad which was the initial assault on baghdad yeah in 2003 and then i was in the fight for fallujah uh which is in september 2004 yeah and then i came home so that was my deployment history with the marine corps yeah and and combat experience as well then um I would come home and get tattoos. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, that, so that was the whole reason why I got that tattoo is literally just a vanity project so that I could show off this sculpted mass that I had, that I had, you know, came back worked with. really yeah. hard for yeah. to like, kind of just say a big fuck you to everybody back home. Like, sure. like you passed on this motherfucker. <laughs> like this, you missed out on this. Did you see this tattoo? Yeah. Did you see, I'm a Leo. Do you see these I'm cum gutters? Yeah. Do you see these cum gutters? Yeah, yeah. Stay away. I'm working on them. <laughs> But, uh, but no, that's, that, that was, that's, that's, and then my, my lower back tat was actually the second tattoo I ever got. And at the time it, because I have like this stripper trapped inside of me, like Mm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm your, I'm your average white dude. Like if you looked at me, you'd probably like, he can't dance. You got magic. Mike. I will. Hell yeah. Like I fucking work it. Cause my thing was, you know, I was a firm believer of equality at a young age, especially in the dance club. Sure. Like why did the girls have to bend over and ride their, you know, ride their ass on your butt? (laughs) Or on your on your dick, just to like pleasure me. Let me let me return the favor. Sure, I would flip it around and be like, "You stand still. I'm gonna have a little fun." And amazingly, everybody was okay with it. I would <laughs> I, get some weird looks, you know, obviously from the dudes. I love that. But I mean, the, but but literally the the U.S. Marine on my back. It was it was to signal to the girl looking down, like I can't believe this is happening. Oh, he's a Marine. Click instant sex. <laughs> And, and I'm I'm dead serious. That's how it started. So instant sex. Instant sex. So like finger in the butthole. Done. During the dancing well, and then it evo- So not instant. Not instant. Instant yeah, attraction. Sure. There boom, we go. Boom. That was the catalyst for a successful end to the butt night. finger. Yeah. yeah butt finger butt. Three, <laughs> three knuckles deep. Yeah. Just breathe, Ryan. Just breathe. Uh, but uh, but no. Now it has evolved into. I just want Uncle Sam to know who he's fucking. That's sure. That's where it's at now. Yeah. Because I mean, what am I going to do? You know, like the one thing that I learned growing up, like I, I was bullied, not to the extent of some people, but I definitely had, you know, my fair share of teehees and ha aimed at me. Sure. Uh, but the thing that I looked found was just, you know, 
the 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 if you just give the bully your your lunch money, like it's no more, it's not fun anymore. Like what, you know, it's the act, it's the, it's the it's the chase, it's the per- give your lunch money, you know, like so when people make fun of you, you're just like, cool, like all right, yeah, yeah, that's I've, that's my, that's how I deal with. Sure, it. understood. I think that there's three different routes there, and there's the don't let it, don't give them the satisfaction. Bingo. There's the resist it, which does give them the satisfaction, and then there's break their nose. Yes. And that choice is not easy, but I honestly wish more, not bully, but what's the opposite? Who, who's the recipient of bullying? Bull- bully? Sure. Let's just say victims. Victim. Okay. I wish more victims would break some noses. Oh, yes. And that way easier said than done, but like, I think, and I don't, I don't want to like encourage violence or whatever, but I sure as fuck don't want to like uh, Let condone. Slide. Yeah, exactly. Because obviously we've seen the way that that can fester and manifest and it can become a lot more violent than a single punch to the face. And I feel like there should be some kind of arena for, I, it's not, I don't mean like an actual like UFC arena. I just mean like a social construct of like yeah. a way simpler and cleaner and less dangerous version of like street justice <laughs> of like, if there's just general consensus that, you know, Timmy O'Doyle is bullying kids um, the recipient of that bullying should get like a free pass to Clock. take a swing. Yeah. 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 Like you want, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I could, I totally, again, I don't support violence, but there's also, you know, like uh, John Lewis said, like there's good trouble. Yeah. You know, you need to get into the good trouble, mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't know. I remember this kid. I, I just remember his name was Kevin. Clock, I was, I thought it was, I was like junior. Maybe I was a senior. He just punched me in the back of the head. <laughs> like for what? Like, what? What do I do? What did I do? Like, I'm, I don't even, I don't even, re- I still just remember, like, that was the thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just, dealing with bullies is, is it's crazy. Because they're also, they run rampant in the Marine Corps. Oh, sure. And all of the military services. Because once you get that stripe, one more stripe than someone else that you don't like, and all of a sudden you're automatically in charge of them, and per the, you know, the, the military code, like you, you, you know, you have to listen to your senior officials. Yeah. Now, of course, if there's obviously some, some wiggle room there, like you could go to your superior and be yeah. like, Hey, this fuckhead yeah. is really, really taking this too seriously. Yeah. You know, like whenever I was uh, graduating from tank mechanic school in Fort Knox, Kentucky, I had this Sar- Sergeant Storm, all of 20 something, you know what I mean? Maybe 25 at best. Was he in the GI Joe crew? Sergeant Storm just sounds like. No, so. th- literally, I was just like, I mean, at the time when I met him, you know, because he was my instructor, I thought I was like, fuck yeah, Sergeant Storm, that's my dude. And Bring then, the thunder, come then, on. Yeah, and then fast forward to graduation day, and he's, and, Fucking you know, and, and I fucked up, and, you know, I fell asleep on Firewatch, but they really put us, they really, they really screwed us over the night before graduation. Yeah. Like it was, it was, and now looking back on it, that's the way that the Marine Corps operated was to just prepare you for some of the shittiest situations yeah. you ever were going to be in. It's not going to be comfortable or convenient no. or on your calendar right. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. we were up for 20 some odd hours and we were just like, we're graduating tomorrow. Let us go to fuck to sleep. Yeah. You know, as if it was mission accomplished when it's really just, you know, yeah. mission starting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, in hindsight, I, I understand what he was trying to do, but the way that he went about it, like he started like, I bet you tell your parents that you're a fucking star Marine. And I'm like, the fuck do my parents have to do with this? He's like, let's call them right now. I was like, no, we're not calling my parents. Right? Like, what did we, we fucking high school again? Middle school? You can call my dad. But I just, that was the first time that I'd ever really kind of stood up for myself. Yeah. And from a junior Marine 
basically confronting what I saw as a bully. Yeah. Using his authority to yeah. just, you know, get off on it. Yeah. I was like, fuck you. you sure. Call my fucking parents. <laughs> and, the, and then I, you know, got in trouble and got sent down to Camp Lejeune to, you know, go to my schooling. and Or, I'm sorry, go to my, my, my fleet, uh, fleet unit, uh, which is basically your job. Okay. You go to school, which is, you know, your MOS, your military occupational specialty, and then you go to the fleet. And that's specifically for the Navy and the Marine Corps. I'm not sure what the Army and the Air Force call it, but yeah. we call it the fleet. Okay. FMF, Fleet Marine Mar- Fleet Marine Force. And I get down there, and the, the chief warrant officer was like, he reminds me of remember Gargamel from Smurfs. Smurfs. <laughs> Like that long nose he had? Yeah, yeah. His name was Chief Warrant Officer Whitcop. It's a, and, it's a deep cut. Oh, yeah. I dated myself. <laughs> uh, but but he uh, he always had like a big lip of Copenhagen snuff in. Sure. And he was like, Ryan. Or not Ryan, fuck. He was like, uh, private p- private rail. Cause, oh, no, yeah, because I had got demoted. Um, I had three three NJPs before I hit the fleet, and Chesty Puller said that you're not a real Marine unless you have one. Chesty Puller? Chesty Puller. That's a human's name? That's a person. <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Sergeant Storm and Chesty Puller. Hey, man. Dan, Dan Daly and all kinds of motherfuckers from the history. Like, These are uh, great names. But Chesty Puller, like, he is one of the most infamous Marines. Uh, I, I honestly wish I'd... His name is Chesty? Nickname. Nick, I, you know, while we're talking... We'll, we'll do it later, but... Okay. <laughs> Again, I that's all I know about the dude, Chesty Puller. Like, he was a very well decorated Marine. Like he was, you know, very high ranking and just basically was a fucking war dog. And was like the only thing that, that just makes me think of this. There's this Simpsons episode where Homer changes his name to Max Powers because oh he wants like a real power move type name, and then he just takes it upon himself to change Marge's name and he changes it to Chesty Larue. <laughs> so, which is a great like stripper name. So yeah. when you say. Uh, what's what's his Chesty Puller? Chesty Puller. Uh, his yeah. his real name is Lewis Burwell, quote unquote Chesty Puller. Served as a United States Marine Corps officer, beginning his career fighting guerrillas in Haiti and Nicaragua. As a part of the Banana Wars, he later served distinction in World War II and the Korean War as a senior officer. By the time of well, his retirement, on. he served in World War II. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's an old school dude. You met this guy? Never. Oh, I obviously he's dead. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> I no. thought you were saying that this was a guy that had something to do with your demotion. No. He, what I was saying is when I got, when I dealt with this Sergeant Storm jackass, yeah. I got in trouble and I got demoted. Yes. I got an NJP, which is non-judicial punishment okay. in the Marine Corps. Okay. Uh, or actually in armed services. So it's basically a slap on the wrist that you do get in trouble. It's like a misdemeanor, essentially, okay. in, in the civilian world. Yeah. Um, you can get your rank taken. You can get your pay suspended half or full. You can get put on uh, restriction, whether it's on base, inside your barracks, limited. Like, there's, they fucking control you. What did you do? I fell asleep on Firewatch. So, basically, I was the security guard for my barracks, and barracks is the equivalent to apartment in the civilian world, and I fell asleep. Like I said, he had us up doing all... We, we fucking cleaned for, like, eight hours... Imagine cleaning this place. But I, I mean, I guess the point is that, that it doesn't matter. Right? Doesn't matter. Like you're that excuse doesn't matter. D- fuck it. No. Oh, of course not. Yeah. Like oh, you're oh well. What about the guys in Vietnam that were up for eighteen fucking hours? You know, killing Char- Charlie and the fucking that'll like yeah. again. And when you're guarding the base overseas and you had a long day and you fall asleep and the enemy gets in and you can be like, yeah, but I do, was doing patrols all day. Bingo. Like yeah, I can I can see that perspective. So from sure. a, so from a young mentality, <laughs> you're like, why does this matter? Yes, of course. And then him is a 
a kind of a junior senior Marine. He was only in his twenties. He was a sergeant, so E five. So he's halfway through his career, and he's trying to instill that in us. So it doesn't matter like what you feel and how tired you are. You yeah. have a fucking mission to do. And I think one one of the things that resonated the most with me with everything that's happening now with Afghanistan is that there there's been a lot of talk about how like a lot of the men and women who um, just came back or were over there now. I'm saying now in air quotes. Right. Um, weren't even born when the conflict started. Correct. To really just highlight, and that's part of what I want to dive into is, it's what's happening right now is, and I, I want to get back to your your infraction, but oh, I just, yeah. but but the <laughs> but I, what I want this to lead to is to give perspective on undoubtedly the Biden administration has fucked up when it comes to this. There, yes. What we as a society and a civilization, and probably all people in the world, but specifically American culture, is terrible at mm-hmm. is long term memory. And like long-term memory and nuance. So it's easy to just be like, this is the thing that's happening right now. Therefore the person in the closest proximity is solely responsible. And what we're going to go through is the fact is that that literally could not be further from the truth. And it helps to like illustrate that in a multitude of different ways. First and foremost, one of those being that because this is the longest military conflict our country has ever had to highlight that by the fact that the men and women, some, a, a large contingent of the men and women who were doing their job over there in very recent history weren't even alive Correct. when this started. I think so. Th- those are some of the things I want to talk about just to kind of frame up how sure. long. Really, I know it's easy to just be like, ah, 20 years, whatever. But like, no, no, we need to like contextualize and frame this up appropriately. So, oh, yeah. So again, we'll get back to that. But okay. So. So, yeah. So. so you fucked up on Firewatch. I fucked up on Firewatch. Uh, got NJP'd. That was my third one in a year. So typically people don't ever get one in their five to 25 year career. Is there a three strikes you're out kind of thing? No. Well, at the NJP level, it's just, you just keep getting punished until it becomes judicial. Yeah. If there's a, if there's a pattern of misconduct, they'll be like, okay, the fuck's going on here. What were the other things you did? Um, okay. I'll run them through real quick. Okay. Uh, because I'm from North Carolina, I lived kind of Wally and the Beef kind of life. Never really got in trouble, you know. I mean, I was eat, you know, I didn't like eat TV dinners and stuff. I mean, well, I did, but because we we're we we're lower middle class, lived single wide trailer in the woods. Sure. Graduating class of '84. Hungry man makes some good shit. Hey, bro, know. the fucking Salisbury steak is where it's at. <laughs> and the little apple cobbler. Mm-hmm. 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 See, yep. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm gonna go get some after this. <laughs> so. Uh, but no, I I went out to 29 Palms, California. I did very well on my ASVAB. I did an 87. What's an ASVAB? Uh, the Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery. I am fucking shocked I remember that. Hey, man. Wow. Proud of you. High five. High five from across the room. Boop. <laughs> so basically, you take a test and it says how smart you are. Sure. And says, you're good at these jobs. Is um, that how you got placed into the tank? Yes. Oh, cool. Well, actually, I got placed into the Direct Air Support Center. So we called ourselves the Dasketeers. <laughs> they are the middleman between the forward observers and the battlefield and the fixed wing and helos. So whatever. Is there a division of the military that's just responsible for nicknames? Probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Acronym <laughs> Central, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. where, where do you so, work? Acronym Central. So how, do, how did you go from air support to tank support? Uh, I failed. Oh, I partied a little too hard because I was never exposed to, I mean, 29 Palms, California is right outside of Palm Springs, California, which leads to, I think, LA. No, like it's Southern, Southern, it's SoCal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I fucked around and then found out, uh, so to say. <laughs> I heard those two things are correlated. Yeah, they are. Okay. Um, and so basically I failed 
I got recycled. So instead, so what the Marine Corps does is goes, okay, where do we need to put people? They were like, well, tank mechanic, you're smart enough to do that. Fucking go do it. Three months later, I graduate. So when I was in 29 Palms, California, I went to Disneyland with actual friends that I joined the Marine Corps with, uh, part of the buddy program. Okay. And on the way back, I got a phone call and they were like, hey, you're missing Firewatch from, you're, you're missing your shift. And I said, no, 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 no. I have it on Tuesday. They're like, I'm, you know, my, my roommate, uh, Hassan, he was like, no, I'm looking at the schedule. The fucking guy right here is writing you up right now. So uh. you, it, so every Firewatch, every, every officer of the day has a, what we call the green monster. It's just a green book of papers. It's literally, it's just a binder. Sure. And you write everything down, you know, um, walked around at this time, no observations. And it's to train you when you're out into the field, like, okay, I need to document everything because if there's ever... Even even nothing. Even nothing. Yeah, yes. totally get it. Yeah. Like, hey, nothing happened yep. from seven to eight. Yes. So, but there's a thing that you can do. You can put one line through it. You can initial it, and that's a correction. And I said, and I was like, just have him line through it. I'm like 20 minutes away, dude. Uh, well, I got made an example of. Yeah. That's literally my, that was my introduction to how you get in trouble and to the, how fucking serious they took it. Yeah. And the guy, you know, there's some people that are going to listen to this and think that the dude that wrote me up is a complete fuckhead and needs to be taught a lesson. Then there's other people that are like, he was doing it by the rules. Like, he was doing the thing that he was ordered to do. Yeah, I mean, like, I love you and I think you're a great human, but yeah. even in this scenario, I can immediately be like, he was probably right. I mean, of course we want our armed forces to be running right on not a favor system, but a rule system, Correct. right? So, like, I, I, and especially with new new trainees talent yeah, yeah that's being molded into what yeah. it, they need to be so absolutely that sounds like the right oh no i i i i am you know because i'm a very by the book kind of guy now like yeah. with my military training with my training in in, in mechanics mm. if you don't follow the rules or the steps of which they were provided to you mm. there's a potential for fuck-ups yeah or and, and people can die and people yeah. yeah so i on the one hand applaud him for doing the right thing, you know, to the letter. Yeah. But then the other side of me is like, bro, I'm 30 minutes away. The The schedule got shifted and I just missed it. But there's this thing in, in the Marine Corps. Where it's like attention to detail. Like that is one of the biggest things that is driven into you. You have to pay attention to every single thing. Sure. So, so like as a tank mechanic, when I'm staring at what's called a cannon plug, just think of a really fat cable of electrical wires and it goes from A to Bravo Alpha, A to BA. To, like to there's double, that yeah, many yeah, pins. Yeah, there's yeah. 40 some odd. And the instructions say test pin A and all other pins for less than five volts. And you're just staring at the cannon plug like, fuck, I'm going to be here for a minute. Right. If you skip that process, would, yeah, yeah. you're done. Yep. So anyway, so yeah, so Hold I got. On. Was Disney worth it? Was Disney? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'd, least, never, I'd never been. At least there's some yeah. silver lining there. Yeah, we yeah. had a good time. We okay. were out with uh, Mitchell's family and stuff. But anyway, so I was technically UA, unauthorized absence, from my post okay. by 30 minutes. Uh, Staff Sergeant Bockert, my... But in general, you had permission to leave to go oh, yeah, do yeah. this thing. Very much it's so. just, but, but then in that last 30 minutes, you became in violation. Correct. Okay. Yeah, which, again, I had just missed... Whenever they redid the schedule, I thought it was on Tuesday sure. from 6 to 10, yeah, but yeah. it's actually Sunday. Yep. So there's that one. Um, I got my rank reduced and my pay put on suspension for six months. So then, Oh, and then I got put in barracks restriction, uh, which I made the best of. 
you want so I was a part of the Marine Corps where you had what are called tricolor camis, the the old camo pattern, and uh, called jungle boots. Okay. They are the black boots that get spit shined. And, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I made a business out of that. I was like, well, if I'm fucking <laughs> locked up in here, I might as well learn how to do the shit the right way. I was ironing and uh, and starching. Oh, starch. That's, man. You ever seen, like, when somebody gets knocked out in UFC, like, fucking got starched, and they're just, they're all locked oh, up. Oh, they're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how starched your camis had to be. Sure. Because you wanted that line down the yep. middle that could fucking slice hair. Right. <laughs> and the boots were black, so yeah. you wanted to, like, see yourself in see, your yeah, boots. See the reflection. Yeah. Right. So I was charging people for this. And then all of a sudden, someone found out, and they're like, that's illegal. I'm like, y'all put me here. Right. <laughs> and he's like, no, you put yourself here. I'm like, okay. So there's that one. Um, oh, so you got in trouble for that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you got. No, I didn't get NJP'd for that. I just got, like, in trouble okay. for that. Okay. Like, right. hey, don't fucking do that. Yeah. So NJP'd first for that, uh, NJP'd a second time for Firewatch, and then NJP'd a third time for Firewatch. Mm. Only the second one, I will fully admit, I fucked up 1,000%. Sure. But So I had an issue with Firewatch. But from the time I left, um, when I got to the Fleet Marine Force at Camp Lejeune at Second Tanks, which technically no longer exists, it got decommissioned this year, my unit that I existed in does not exist anymore. So Why did that happen? Why do we need, why do we need tanks? I I don't for we, ta- we, for tanking. No, we don't. <laughs> it's too expensive. Yeah. Too oh, ex- yeah, I get it. Too expensive sure. to maintain. They're basically obsolete. We have fucking drones. Yeah. I mean, MRAPs. Yeah. They can go anywhere. So tanks are no more. So I'm I'm kind of happy that I got to be a part of that history. Sure. Uh, but when I got so from the day that I got to the marine to the fleet marine force, Chief Warrant Officer Whitcop, fucking Gargamel, he was like he Sergeant Storm. Dun, 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 sent down what would have been my fourth NJP for Article 89, I believe it is, or 87. It's either 87, 89, or 91, basically disrespecting a non-commissioned officer or something like that, uh, which is basically like like telling your boss to fuck off. Like, yeah, sure. he fucked up. Yeah. Whitcop ripped it up right in front of me. He said, if you do what you're supposed to do, you will leave here a sergeant within four years. Okay. And I did. I had a fucking clean record. I became a martial arts instructor. I became a swim instructor. I'm sorry, a water survival instructor, not just swimming. You have to, you know, because every, because, because the Marine Corps is a department of the Navy. So because we are amphibious in nature, we have to know how to admit at a minimum, there's qualifications. One, four, three, two, one, Q, McQuist, McQuist T. Okay. It's like, you barely know how to swim to I can swim across the fucking ocean. Michael Phelps, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so I became an instructor of water survival. Quick, and quick, quick side note. Sure. Uh, in, I went to Camp Long Lake when I was in, in middle school for Boy Scouts, mm-hmm. which I used to really care about and then totally stopped caring about when I realized that I was always told that like becoming an Eagle Scout was this amazing thing. Like It's a resume builder, and it's going to teach you so much, and it's going to make you a man and all Badge that stuff. Of honor. And then it just – and maybe certain scout troops – do take it that seriously, but as I got into like late middle school and high school, it just we were like our scout meetings would would play like dodgeball and then like plan our next camping trip. And it's like we're not doing any of the like cool like badge earning shit. But anyway, we're not so, basket weaving guys. <laughs> but I, I wanted the survival stuff. I wanted to like start fires and 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 you know shit like that CPR stuff like that. Uh, but the, to get your swimming badge, one of the things you had to do at Camp Long Lake was two things. One was Turn your pants into a flotation device, 
when you're in the water. That's what we had to learn or teach. Which is a legitimately good good skill set. Fucking works. And then the other one was probably in a point of water that was about 20 feet deep. They drop a cinder block to the bottom of the lake. And then you have to go down, pick it up off the ground, and then swim it to the pier. That's crazy. That's we've that was things we had to do as well. I'm glad that there is actually a parallel between those two. But mm. I vomited so oh, much yeah. once I got out. I mean, I was so <laughs> the amount of adrenaline that I had surging through me, and like that's a hard thing to prepare yourself for. Is like lift weights at the bottom of a lake kind yeah. of thing while you know that you're being judged. So just a very high stress scenario. But anyways, uh, yeah. all of that is to say, I understand the nuance of you're not just doing like. Here's the breaststroke. Like, yeah, the, you're the, not, the, you're the, not, yeah, you're not floating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I will, I will say that I'm very happy that I got voluntold to do those things, <laughs> which I, li- I didn't want to do them. I was like, martial arts, fuck you. I'm not gonna get my ass whooped and then teach people to. I was like, wait a minute, I could do that. <laughs> I will become the ass whooper. <laughs> Bow. But yeah, but I, I uh, yeah, those three weeks were some of the toughest three weeks. Like people failed out left and right. You know, gunnery sergeants, staff sergeants, you know, and here I am a Lance Corporal that just straight got to whoop the fuck out of some of those <laughs> dudes. I did get knocked the fuck out though. Yeah. Straight up in my CCC in my CCX program, uh, close quarters exercise, where they t- oh fuck. That was one of my first introductions. They were playing Ride the Lightning with fog and strobe lights. <laughs> like it, it, it while while, while grappling? While fucking each other up. Yes. <laughs> Man, dude, dude. it was. I'm so glad we're talking about this. So that was my first introduction to ride the lightning. That's intense, dude. Yeah, dude. So just imagine the room we're in now, a little ten by ten, but yep. they I, double this size. Sure. Put a very small boxing ring. Um, get a flat weight bench with a 25 pound weight. Uh, you had to do what's called a Superman. So lay flat and then hold the weight out in front of you. The other station was seated seated rest with a 25 pound weight. So you had to do a chair against a wall. Yep. Holding the weight. Yep. Uh, then you got into the ring, and but then like was, but like body chair, body chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was you're, no you're, chair. Your body is the chair. You are yeah. the chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there was NASCAR, where you had to take the twenty five pound weight and just go left and right, left and right. <laughs> and I remember making the comment like, um, "Literally, I'm just going to lean left, just left. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. just are we doing center left, center left, center left?" And he was like, "Yo, fuck yeah, rail. We're doing yeah. You know what? You're IndyCar. I'm like, cool, whatever, man. Call it whatever you want because I want to make sure I'm doing it right. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, man, it was it was some pretty intense shit in martial arts school." But it was neat. Like, it was really just more mental fuck because, I mean, I attribute it to, like, the World War II era where, you, like, you're running around inside buildings and then you confront some dude. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is it. And I think Saving Private Ryan, there's one scene where the guy is upstairs dude, such fighting, a, fighting in the hall of the stairway, right? And there's that real slow scene where he's on top of him and he's pushing push, the he's knife. Like, like Dude, it's so, I like literally just got goosebumps thinking yeah, about that. Scene, I fucking so, love that movie. But that that's a partic- that's a particularly and because that's the guy that they let go mm-hmm. earlier in the exactly. movie too. Yeah. And like that's what you get for showing empathy kind of thing. Dude, mm-hmm. it's so good. Yeah. So good. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, so there so there was correlation there. I was like, okay, this is some shit. Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward to swim instructor school, which that was really rad. Yeah. You know, I'm a swimmer myself. Like the day before I went to the Marine Corps, I had a community swim meet and won more medals than were available to people that doesn't make sense i well i did <laughs> i did the relay i did two legs of the relay <laughs> okay so there should be more people yeah but i there was more medals than people that was me <laughs> first place across the board fucking crushed it boom so i kind of you know, it was written in the stores nice yeah. astrology sure um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no it was i still hold that 
very near and dear to my heart that I was able to experience some shit like that. Yeah, for sure. So then I also became the battalion color sergeant. So that's the guy holding the American flag whenever mm-hmm. you see um, uh, a military uh, not parade or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I was the guy holding the American flag. Uh, then next to you is the Marine Corps flag, and then the next to those two people are people holding rifles, doing gun salutes and stuff like that. That was my path. Like, I was a complete fuck-up in my first year. Then my last four years, two deployments, survived all of it, got these really cool accolades. Um, and then <laughs> the last 52 days of my Marine Corps experience, I lived in barracks restrict battalion restriction. I had to stay in the battalion company front front off something because I got in trouble for Firewatch. <laughs> That's for another, that story alone is its own episode. I'll just leave it at that. But I think, I think everything leading up to this has painted a very clear picture of it's very hard for a civilian, myself included, to put themselves in the shoes of the men and women who, first and foremost, just like, no one's getting drafted, you know. They should, uh, yeah. But they're volunteering. <laughs> they're they're volunteering <laughs> to put their lives on the line for a variety of different reasons and motivations. And that's just the start. And then you go through this very rigorous, tough, grueling molding process to see if you even make the fucking cut. And then after that, you probably go through the hardest chapter of your life during wartime, yep. which we have been in for the last twenty years. You get religious. I'd swear to God, sure. like there's a saying, I think it's something like everyone's religious in a foxhole. Yeah. Or to that effect. Yeah, I, I totally, I, as an atheist, I can absolutely understand. I definitely that. prayed yeah. to to someone. Yeah. When I was, I was like, if you're fucking real, hey, yeah. now's the time. So I think, have, so for the, for listeners and just the average civilian, it's important to have that level of context to, to try and truly understand what the men and women of the last 20 years are grappling with as they see this balloon (sighs) withering over the last two months or whatever of Afghanistan, where it just, it, any way you slice it, it just feels like abject failure. Yeah. Um, Which is really tough. And I think it's important to recognize that there is the government aspect of this. There's the people 4,000 miles away, writing checks, making decisions, putting, pushing buttons, whatever. And then there's the human element of this, of, of families who have lost loved ones and young people who are sacrificing their freedom to either protect the freedoms of Americans or doing something that hopefully instills some sense of democracy or whatever version of freedom you like in a place like Afghanistan where women are treated like fucking garbage. Oh, and uh, for those that don't know, this is going to be a tough pill to fucking swallow. There is a vice. Not, I'm sorry not to interrupt you. I just, no, I huh. really, I felt when I found this out, it, it fucking floored me. I know that the vast majority of the world is against pedophilia, but in Afghanistan, the base commanders Basically, they have what's called chai boys. They, they, they physically, like, it's hard for me to say it. Uh, they basically have sex with these young, these young boys from the age of six, five, and up to, you know, teenage. And the, the guy that was being interviewed on Vice News, he's a major. He was like, yeah, you see that guy over there? This is, this is part of, like, military conditioning? No, this is just their culture. Oh, okay. This is Afghani culture. Okay. 
again, I'm citing the video that I watched from Vice News yeah. that had an embedded reporter in Afghanistan in 2012, 2013. This is what it was like eight years ago. Yeah. When when we should have got the fuck out yes. a long time ago. Yeah. But the he he just directly asked the Afghan camp commander, base whatever. He was like, "You need to stop this." And he was like, "The boys offer their ass. What are we gonna do? Fuck goats." That's what we like, and it just hit. I was like, oh, dude, that like turns my stomach. Man. It does, man. But but again, I uh, so just to 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 get back on track, the whole th- the one th- like ah uh, people asked me, and I'm glad. Like I told you earlier before we set all this up, like uh, I think it's great to talk about traumatic experiences, uh, whether it's with one person or even if you just record it on your phone, you have to get it out. Absolutely, you have you have to. Yeah. Like I'm, I kind of feel like I'm welling up a little bit right now, um, which is fine. But like when I saw the thirteen yes. caskets, yeah. like that fucking hit me. Sure, I was watching. Like, oh, I was watching the, the fucking whale stuff, yeah. like eating dinner. <laughs> the secret, the secrets of the whales. secrets of whales on that geo. Highly <laughs> recommend. And I literally was just trying to. I was trying to. So the way that I use social media today is that I'm like, it's almost like this, this escape for me. Like I don't have like I've obviously got you and multiple friends that I could just call up at any moment in time yeah but there's some things that you just you need to say like this is this is my stance yeah this is what I'm feeling and you're kind of putting it down on paper of sorts because you're writing it and publishing it and so knowing that you know I took the past I've taken the past year off from work like I worked for eight years as as a master tech at uh Kia and I had a lot of fucking mental stress because I was so worried about these cars that I worked on and these families that I was taking care of, essentially. Yeah. And now that I was free of it, I was allowed to, like, let my mind, you know, kind of float. And, sure. Oh, hey, am I taking care of myself? Yeah. So I've just been putting my emotions really out on my social media platform. Mm-hmm. And, of course, like, you know, today's today's topic, September 1st, Texas passed a fuck ton of bills, and one of them was abortion and all that fun stuff. But when I was looking at that picture, I was thinking, like, we were so close. Like we were so fucking close to getting out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and those 13 people no longer exist in this world. Yeah. For what? Yeah. You know? And that's the big question. Like why? 20 years. What, what the fuck did we do? And not to diminish those 13, but but also the many men, I mean, it's something like 70,000 plus locals over there. And then from an, from an American standpoint, I I believe it's north of a thousand. 2,400. Or 24, Jesus, man. Yeah. Like over, over time. Yeah, for sure. And 20 years is a long fucking time. And I think, I think that is, I think I'm, we should have had some like hard facts before we really (laughs) jumped this one off. Um, but yeah, I, I to to my knowledge, I think it's twenty four hundred dead. Obviously, tens of thousands affected. Of course, you know, like I was there for twenty two months, but I was there in a role of of civilian support. I yeah. used to work for a company called Force Protection Industries, uh, FPII. Yeah, I worked specifically on the Cougars, yeah. which I to this day will die on that hill. That is the one of the best pieces of fucking military equipment. Ever produced, <laughs> ever produced the V-shaped hole. Like, and the other cool thing is, I have my name on patents. Oh, cool! Yeah, like I didn't even know what I was doing while I was doing it. Basically, I wrote I wrote work instructions for survivability upgrades to the Cougar platform. 
And one of the first ones that I did was this little, best way I can explain it is an emergency release for the rear doors. So when you get into the back of a, a Cougar, whether it's a Cat 1, Cat 1, Cat 1A, Cat 1, God damn it, Cat 2, Cat 3, yeah. Uh, the door is closed from the inside. And you ever see those like uh, those old movies where they're like shutting something and this like, like, yes, you know, yeah. that's how it is. Like it's yeah. a fucking heavy ass door. Yeah. Because it needs to withstand being hit Fuck with yeah. incredible ar- artillery. Yeah. So um, actually, but let me put a pin in that. I got to rewind a second on how I got to that point. I was recruited to go to Kuwait where they had what's called the MSF. Um, I don't know what the acronym stands for because I wasn't in that department. But basically, it was just the the big, the really, really big repair facility. Just, you know, like when you're driving on, like in Dallas or somewhere and you see those huge distribution centers yeah, for sure. the tractor trailers? Yeah. Imagine that, but there's stuff happening inside of there for repairing, like production line kind of stuff. For military vehicles. For military vehicles. Yeah, yeah. So we were taking the Cougar Cat 1A1 and upgrading it to independent suspension. And for those that don't understand that, basically the wheels could go up and down by themselves without a solid axle in the back or the front. Because you're not exactly driving on paved roads. Right. You, you, <laughs> need, you need that articulation. Just imagine a Jeep rock crawling. That's the best way I can explain it. So I was... Which also allows you to have, if you needed to fire yes. while moving... It, yeah, it would keep your gun straight while letting the wheels relative. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, as opposed to if they weren't independent, then the whole fucking vehicle is moving around like a pinball machine. Yeah. 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 Now I will say the cool thing, like, you know, like, like you were saying, there is some truth to it with the independent suspension because you can kind of like not be as jostled, Mm -hmm. but with tanks, there's some cool fucking weaponry because you, the gunner, if he locked onto a target, it did not matter what the tank was doing. It's that on. gun, that barrel would not move. So fucking cool. I, I didn't, I was not a tank dude before I joined the Marine Corps. Right. I mean, I don't really know how you would be a tank <laughs> yeah. dude. Like I took tank one Oh one in high school <laughs> and then kind of just graduated into this. Like, uh, I, like it's so crazy. It's it, anyway, but, I can, I can understand how that is. I, with a lot of these things, like I, I, I really enjoy like <laughs> military documentaries and stuff. Pull together. Sorry. <laughs> He's choking on us, Miller Lite. Uh, <laughs> um, tank Sergeant Rail. Like, t- I, like I, <laughs> I have PTSD here real quick, guys. <laughs> Which I don't. Okay, Sergeant Storm. It's not a joke, but yeah. Um, so I can appreciate the like engineering achievements. Yes, that are really cool, and I can also appreciate how the strength and ingenuity of these things is really cool. Um, and then the next step is it's horrifying. Yes. In application. Fuck yeah. Fuck no. So like um, tank warfare from what I know, which is limited, is terrifying. It's it's like being in a submarine on the fucking land kind of thing. Um, if anyone, it, you know, it's it's a movie, but it's based on historical record. Watch the movie Fury. <gasps> and obviously there have been incredible yes. technological advancements since then. But Fury- like. To, but to give the true understanding of how like already being in a world war is absolutely horrifying, but then put yourself in a tank and, and a vastly inferior tank when you know that the enemy has massively uh, out-engineered Superior. you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, dude. German, um, German, German tank engineering was like 
the thing back then. Yeah. So even the, even the Russians like T seventy two tanks like I, it boggles my mind that I still have like some some relevant information stored in my head. I don't think it should boggle your mind because it's uh, relevancy and true, and contextual yeah. application matters. Like yeah. I don't remember a lot from my geometry class. Uh, because it had nothing to do with my survivability. So <laughs> I remember asking my, hate proofs. I remember asking Mr. Hall, my uh, my 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 teacher exchange dude from Canada that taught like algebra two, and I'm like, when the fuck am I gonna know? Why do I care about this, Mr. Hall? He's like, you'll be surprised. And sure as shit, I mean, there's, you know, math is cool. I haven't had that moment yet. Just <sighs> okay, but yeah, like like if I had to explain to if I really had to kind of say what movie really really does a good job at accurately representation or, or accurately representing that style of life yeah it fury fucking nails it like yeah, yeah, dude. that 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 whole portrayal like the fight scene at the end like i'm not gonna ruin it if you haven't seen it if you haven't seen it you're fucking behind but fury i fucking cried i'll just say it like i cried at the end of Fury. It's incredibly intense and it gets slept on because it's because that category is so saturated with mm-hmm. incredible with Thin Red Line and Tim Driver Iron. Dunkirk. And, yeah, dude. And even like Black Hawk Down and stuff like like oh, even yeah. even outside of that that war, like um and then even with what's the Sam Mendes movie that just came out nineteen thirteen? Oh, for World War One? Yeah. Or nineteen seventeen? Nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Dude. Awesome. So good. Movie. So good. Really made me. I was thinking about that when you were talking about the Saving Private Ryan scene of like going into buildings. That yep. whole movie is like traversing on foot an incredible amount of battlefield to deliver a really important message. So, yep. um, but uh, this movie, I'm gonna go home and watch it, has an awesome cast mm-hmm. and is beautifully directed, great cinematography, and just a really impactful story. It's a huge underdog story, um, and it's very much so based in, in historical fact. And it's, mm-hmm. it really paints the picture of how the level of bravery that goes into uh, getting into a tank. Yeah. I will say that there are people, I'm not going to say that the, the people that become medal of honor recipients are like purple hearts and silver stars and, and, and the people that do the really rad shit that you hear about in the annals of history um, you know, my, myself included, like I, I, I feel that I did things when I was there in Iraq that were like, holy shit, how did I do this? Yeah. How did I, how did I, how did I build up the, the courage or the, the, as they call it, the muster, yeah. you know, like, how did I do that? I no fucking clue. It just happened. I, d- I mean, I think not to diminish it at all. In fact, I think it's to emphasize it. I think that that is a core human trait mm-hmm. it's it's survivability it's instinct um and there's some people who don't have it and die they die yeah um but yeah there is this like core intrinsic switch that gets flipped in a lot of people in a lot of different scenarios sometimes short term sometimes long term but um I'm, i mean obviously i'm glad that you had that which yeah. has allowed you to sit here right now. Yeah, uh, I, I I will say that because of the Marine Corps, it and and this is no joke. It, it's not because my my skill set that I have currently wasn't the reason why I got jobs, but the Marine Corps is like one of the coolest groups to be in. Period. Like I literally am in like the top point something percentile 
of the people on the planet because not only did I serve my country because, and, and for those that might be curious, I wanted to be a fucking meteorologist, the guy that like storm chased, yeah. like, yeah. like in the van, like you know, twister, you but, saw twister. Yeah. <laughs> and the, for those that don't know twister, because you don't know, you know, you weren't alive, uh, go look up twister. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of his earliest <laughs> movies. Super good. Rest in peace. Yeah. Love so that good. dude. So good. We'll so talk. Good. You like him? Well, I love him, dude. Oh, we'll have to go. I like think a he was. Like a, I think he was a Daniel Day Lewis level talent, and we lost him well before his be, time. There will be blood. <laughs> All right, well, we're so, gonna off track. Yeah, so <laughs> with me and Dave, we're gonna have like a movie date night one day. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Daniel Day Lewis, fucking Fury, Saving Private Ryan, and and then some Philip Seymour Hoffman. I, I just want to watch his scenes in Boogie Nights over and over. Again. <laughs> I fucking blew it, man! I'm so stupid. <laughs> Yes, He's or so hey, awesome. even even whenever he oh Philip Seymour with uh, Tom Hanks in the Afghanistan movie, um, uh, Charlie Wilson, Charlie War. Wilson, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. Charlie Charlie Wilson's, Wilson's War, War. Yeah. yep, dude, so good, highly recommended. That is true. We yeah. we funded. That's kind of how we got into yes. Afghanistan, dude. That's I mean that dude that feeds very hey. well into this timeline thing. Yeah, that, that understanding the amount of history, understanding like, so what I'm gonna read through is a fact checked, non editorial non-biased just list of events that have happened since the beginning of 2020 that has led to today September 1st. Sure. And that is after 20 that's not only after 20 years of active military engagement that is also that 20 years of active military engagement is on top of us setting the stage for everything that happened. Um when you understand the way that all of these events are laid out, I don't want to say regardless of administration but mm-hmm. like that's just part of how the table is set. Like yeah. administrations come and go parties switch power. And it's not just about like, it's not, I think people don't even understand that. Like when, so like when Biden took over after Trump lost, cause he lost, um, we're not, we're not, we're not questioning that. Kay. It's not like the military went through staff changes. Like, all right, we got a whole new administration oh, of, of... Trump tried to wipe out the top top brass at the <laughs> Pentagon. Oh, he fucking... I mean, he put Ratcliffe at DNI, and I was like, <gasps> no. But anyway, I'm sorry. But, like, yeah. I think people think about it when there's a presidential change and then there's a cabinet change. Like, key decision makers from, like, a Department of Defense... Like, yes, there's department heads, but in terms of the, like, dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of people that are go through the rest of that pyramid in terms of like, Oh yeah. Uh, an- analysts and strategists and, and the fucking people t- deciphering shit that yeah, they're listening yeah. to at some random post yeah. in fucking Jalalabad. Yeah. yeah. Those people are, have those positions because they're the best and they earned it and they're not appointed and they're not going anywhere. So like a lot of the Intel that goes into what we do or don't do has very little to do with, who's the president at that moment in time. Right. Like there is entire incredibly multifaceted, complicated mechanisms and systems and organizations in place for long periods of time that by design are supposed to transcend uh, administrations because we need that consistency. We need that transfer of information and best practices and cooperation to ensure some semblance of safety and success. So, it's it's all going into it. Just it's so easy for, and this is not me defending Biden. Like he you fucking he, liberal. He, he's fucked up. Yeah, well, he fuck. I, I can fully acknowledge that if this happened under Trump's watch, I would be the first in line. Oh to take my a big, god! Oh. A big runny dump on him. 
But Sorry. and he I just I see you running but, and dumping. Oh no 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 runny like a diarrhea like a big a trucker. Oh trucker even better spray. if you're running and then you're dumping. I would full sprint up to him. Full sprint and then pole vault and then I would hover <laughs> in a pole vault position and just three days of Taco Bell would off, just go off the balance beam. Oh my god, dude! So much splash. So much shit Poop. fragments. Yeah. Um, that being said, I place plenty of blame on Biden as I would with any administration that would be there because it's, it's so it, frankly, it's easy for us to judge in this position and it's always unacceptable when anyone dies, let alone American men and women. Yeah. Um, but that being said, and this is, this is why I want to go through this timeline is to just really, I just had this conversation with a good friend of mine that I've had since high school. He, I saw he posted on Facebook and he, he said on a CNN article that said, this blood is 100% on Biden's hands. And I reached out. I didn't talk to him on Facebook. I reached out to him separately. I was like, I'm not like via text. Yeah. We have like a text thread thing that we do with like guys that we've been together that, since like high school. I, I, for those listening, if you do, I've, I've, I think it's one of the mental or, or it's one of the hacks today. Instead of DMing somebody on their social feed, yeah. send them a text message. Sure. The amount of personal, not like personality, I, the, the, whatever word I'm trying to f- fucking fit here, the one-on-one connection. Yes, exactly. It becomes it starts it starts to become the digital form of a face-to-face conversation. Correct. Versus, I'm just talking to you in a different room, right, in the same house that is social media, which is crowded and full of people that you're fighting. Yeah, because so. uh, and and just for perfect example of this. Uh, and, and not to straight, uh, no, cool. please put the pin in wherever uh, you were yeah. at. That is one of the things that I have learned how to cultivate myself is I will put something out in a public forum, but if I want to really drill down into what one person is thinking or arguing or debating, yeah. it goes directly to text message. I'll fucking call them. Sure. Because then it puts it, it ta- I feel that it takes the public limelight. They're not having to defend their stance to all of my friends. Sure. They just have to defend it to me, but they know me. And I feel like that's where I'm like, if I ever run for fucking office, dude, I promise you, it's going to be really rad. <laughs> the process or once the you- whole thing. Okay. Whole thing. Okay. Like I live in 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 congressional federal federally c- congressional district TX thirty one, and my dude that represents me is this old fucking white dude <laughs> named Judge John Carter, and he is like, so l- like the Disney movie. What John Carter was? Oh, like oh, he's nowhere. Cl- I would fucking love if that John <laughs> Carter was was my representative. <laughs> and I mean, I just I don't know, man. Like, I, God. It's just, it's just our country has been and will, for the inevitable future, be divided on certain things. Sure. But, like, the whole one-on-one thing, like you were talking about, if you just get down to one person's issue, like the one topic that I had was uh, uh, religion in schools. I come from a conservative background. I was raised religion. Jesus loves you, so on and so forth. I've now gone astray from that. I wouldn't say that I'm completely denouncing religion altogether. Maybe there is a higher power or an entity that is a thing. Well, I would say that's faith, not religion. But Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. It, it, it's just to the fact that there is something to believe in the, of the non-tangible. Yep, totally get that. So I told my friend, you know, I put it in the public forum, but then we talked on the side, and I said, look, man, I'll give you a religious 
class, but don't force me to recite X, Y, and Z or, you, you know, you know what I mean? You see what I'm getting at? Yeah, like yeah. you can have religion in school, but have it to where it's to, to where those that want to do it can go do it. Sure. Don't force, you know, this upon me. Yeah, of course. So, you know, my body, my, my freedoms, fucking mass mandate stuff. So except, except when you're a pregnant woman, <sighs> Texas. So, cause then I'm going to, but gonna, yeah, I'm going to find you on my suit. <laughs> oh, and you're going to get 10 K. Yeah. If you don't know about this, get and that money, get your guns out, boys. We're going hunting for abortion clinics. And uh, like, okay. I say that jokingly. That is completely, and that's an atrocity. Oh yeah, for sure. For what's happening. It's like, I made this post like on Twitter the other day. I mean, minus my fucking numerology deep dive, but <laughs> I made a post the other day, like Abbott signing this bullshit into law for the abortion rights of women. Like you're in a fucking wheelchair and you can't have kids. You can't birth a human. So while you're putting your seed or attempting to put your seed in another woman, and then you're not letting her make her own decisions because of my religious freedoms or whatever your fucking dad taught you back in there. You can tell the beer's hitting right now, right? <laughs> like I'm really starting to get into this. Uh, and, I, and I really don't want to take away from it, but uh, it, 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 it just goes to the point that, for example, the whole, you know, like we were talking about the whole Afghanistan thing, like yeah. people are going to see things the way that they see them. And if we don't put them into the context of this shit's been popping off for a long ass time, yeah. then they're not going to fully understand it. And so, you know, for everything that's going on in Texas and all the Southern states and all the liberal states and the ones in between, like, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm like kind of curious what's going to happen in the future, but at the same time, I'm like kind of worried. Yes. Yes. So back to my friend. Sorry. No worries. Um, I texted him. I was like, I, I understand that like hyperbole is frequent on social and it's, it's easy to make like broad stroke statements or whatever, but like, and this, this dude, um, he has, um, I, I feel stupid right now. I'm trying to think of this. He, he has a military background. I don't remember to what extent. And now he is a, he's an EMS. He's EMT? a fire. He's in the fire department. Oh, cool. Um, I thought about that. He is, more conservative than I am, but I don't think he would call himself like a hardcore Republican by any means. Maybe like moderate, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can or, see or your like, brain just or, melting. Or, I mean, like, like <gasps> super centrist left. Okay. Or somewhere in that gray area. Um, it was like fiscally conservative. Oh, but when it comes to military stuff, he's very like, don't touch a penny of the military budget. Um, <sighs> like, so he, so we disagree on a lot of stuff, but like, um, I was like, I'm just, I'm not writing you to defend Biden. I'm just truly curious if you actually believe that what is happening over the last month, which is the culmination of a 20-year war, do you oh. actually believe that is 100% Biden's fault? And he doubled down. And I, and I don't, it, it, I mean, tensions are high. It's hard to fucking see choppers flying around with bodies hanging off them. It's hard to see bombs going off at the Kabul airport. Like it's. Oh yeah. When, it's, I, when I saw that kid or two people fall from that C-17 from the better part of <laughs> multiple football fields in the air. Yeah, dude. It's, that was um, some shit. Well, did you see that? This was like two days ago that they're flying Blackhawks around with hung bodies displayed. What? Yeah. How like, did I miss this? They're hanging people and then taking off in the helicopters and flying it around the. The Taliban knows how to fly fucking 
Blackhawks? That's, I mean, according to what I saw. I will say this. Uh, one of my friends that is always on the receiving end of a fuck ton of hate. <laughs> Not hate. Well, maybe some hate. Okay. But a, a lot of a lot of anger or a lot of resentment is aimed at him because he defends. Yeah, and, and I know for a fact that he's not a Trump supporter. You know, like, Chris, Poop, if you guys are listening, <laughs> my boy Rob, <laughs> he, he, ain't, he ain't down with the orange Cheeto, okay? That's <laughs> the cinnamon Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why was that so funny? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> cinnamon Hitler. Uh, anyways, so I told I've I've told multiple people. Yeah. If you guys actually met in person, with me as a conduit, you you would never know. You'd bro out. You'd bro out. Yeah. Be fucking hammered. Like eh, whatever. Yeah. Meet you in the fucking meet you in the pit kind of guy. It, yeah, it does really suck how social does. It, yeah. All nuance, all. Uh, Body language and personal cues and all, like all that kind of stuff just fucking disappears. And it's just so, it's such a breeding ground for yeah. hostility. But I told him, I said, look, he, he's trying to say this one thing and you're like, dur, 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 no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's like, just like tone it down a notch. Talk to him on an individual level. I, th- I think that's what I was getting at Yeah, is if you break it down to just an individual level and go one-on-one with somebody, you're going to make way more head ground yeah. or, or headway um, on, on, on that front. Yeah. So, so he doubles down and says like, I mean, ex- please explain to me how this isn't 100% uh, Biden's fault. And, and, and he didn't say this, but it became very clear. And I could see why other people have this mindset because Afghanistan has not been a topic of, of, of mass conversation. It hasn't been in the, before the withdrawal. It hasn't been in like daily headlines because we become so numb to it. Just like, it's almost just like, it's like the stock market. Yeah. We just have like ongoing military occupation there and always will. We eh. just like, so, so it became very easy to become uh, accustomed to the idea that everything was great there until Biden's withdrawal. And then because it's going terribly, it's because Biden handled it so poorly. And so I said, I understand where you're coming from and let me find a unbiased way of, of adding way more context because I don't want to, I don't want to defend Biden. I want to help you have a more nuanced view of the historical roadmap that led us to today. Mm-hmm. Just so you can understand that like, and again, I fully acknowledge that like if this was happening under Trump's administration, I would gladly be just dumping <laughs> gas on that fire because he's also just a terrible fucking human. But, um, so I'm doing burnouts in the parking lot with so, a fucking ISIS flag. So, so with that in mind, there were just a few things that I want to go over and then you know, let's stop at any time that you want to talk about some shit, but, Oh, sure, sure. But I think Real, for, for uh, so I don't forget, I've, been doing this like mental thing where when we have a conversation, I rewind every five minutes sure. roughly in my head to like, sure, how do we get here? Oh yeah. I'm gonna go back to my boy Rob. Uh the picture that uh when you saw all of the Taliban sitting in what is the equivalent to the Oval Office in Afghanistan. Yep, the Brownwood desk and yeah, right. yep, exactly. If you look with at their, with their guns. Right. If yep. you look at the, the the photos of the Taliban or the I- uh, uh, or Al Qaeda there's this thing called trigger discipline. You were taught this in the military. I know for a fact in the mil- in the fucking Marine Corps that is finger off the it's, trigger. Yeah, it's where your fingers are. When, finger yeah. off, like basically like it, uh, for those listening right now, 
Take your index finger, like make a gun. Finger gun. Make a finger gun. Yeah, make gun. a finger gun. Straight index finger yep. when your hand is on yeah. your gun. So you're holding you're holding the pistol grip, your finger, your index finger, right or left. Uh, it Typically, most weapons are made for right-handed people uh, because we rule. So <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, South Pause. <laughs> fuck you! But fi- it's called... There's there when you're on the rifle range, like like again, and this kind of ties back to like my my attachment to Afghanistan is that I was on the rifle range learning this shit yep. when it happened. Yep. So finger off the trigger till you're ready to fire. You know what I mean? So if you look at some of these images of 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 the Taliban, they legit have finger tr- trigger discipline that yeah. is un- like it's I I whenever my friend Rob pointed that out, yeah. It was he. He was like, all I see is very well trained Taliban. It's a small detail that is indicative of a much larger training base. It's not yeah. just like a small thing to to have trigger discipline in that scenario. Because I think the, absolutely the overwhelming human urge while holding a fucking AK forty seven or something mm-hmm. is have your finger curved around <laughs> onto the trigger. Like that's yeah. the totally like you hold the gun with the intention of using it. Right at the at the most base at the human basic level. level yeah. yeah. So I. And I can, I'm guessing he got shit on real hard for saying that. Oh no, he he was just. I mean, yeah, he gets shit on all the time. Like, yeah. like, like, are you are you complimenting the Taliban for being like really well trained in a, in, a, in, a, in like a left curve kind of way? Yeah, he was like, what are you back in the Taliban? Like, no, he's just pointing out that they got good trigger discipline. Like, which which you should acknowledge the fact that they have not. They are trained. They didn't go away. Like no. when we were there, they played the long game exactly, and they. They they won. trained and they got gear. Yeah, I mean, it's you could objectively say that they won. Take you know what, America, you gotta take the L. It's okay to you, but, but there was no win. How are we? How are we? Tra- we were we were trained. This is this. It's, it's not how you fail. It's how you get back up. This is the, the <laughs> don't get get back up in a different country. Get back up in the other hemisphere. Like get the fuck out of Afghanistan. There was yeah. no. There was never a win here, no. which is part of what. So that's what I want to start with before going into this timeline. Poppy is is what's called the Afghanistan Papers.